Welcome to a Black Talk Radio News commentary and report. And on this particular podcast, I want to take a look at black media. Right now, we're in uh, the political season, as they call it. And I'm telling you, there's a lot of misinformation, a lot of disinformation out there uh, that is targeting everybody. But I'm more concerned about what's being targeted towards my community, and that is the black community. And without going into the history of the 1996 Telecommunications Act, which basically destroyed um, the production of independent black media by allowing uh, big corporations to buy up assets in uh, various media markets, and now only six corporations, six major corporations control 90% of what we see, what we read, and what we watch, whether we're talking television or cable television. And that's a problem. And, you know, I do keep a watch closely as much as possible to media that is targeting black people. Again, we probably only got really one big corporation, and they're not even the biggest, um, that is owned by black folks. But mostly everything that is targeting black people is not owned by us not that that would make a difference because people sell out all the time all right so i created you know i've been doing a couple of videos on this russia uh red gating uh conspiracy theories and hillary clinton is again smearing people as russian assets as she tries to make excuses for why she lost to a racist game show host um, but it's particularly getting vitriolic right right now. And to our shame, we got black people who is out there uh, co-signing on to that evidence, uh, I should say factless accusation and smear of a person who, uh, Tulsi Gabbard, who is a major in the United States military and sits on various important committees in the Congress as she is a representative out of Hawaii and she has a top secret security clearance. So a lot of people don't use deductive reasoning or or critical thinking to determine whether or not, without doing a lot of research, to determine whether or not what a person is telling them has any kind of basis in reality whatsoever. So I created this thread um, after Bernie Sanders uh, came out and basically denounced what Hillary Clinton had to say, interjecting her into uh, herself into the 2019 uh, Democratic uh, primary. Okay, she's she's very bitter. Um, I would imagine a, a embarrassed and trying to explain to her wealthy donors uh, how she lost to Donald Trump, who is pretty much an idiot. You know. Uh, the village idiot. So anyway, um, we have these black people who have been fronting for the Democratic Party and assets of Hillary Clinton specifically. So I created a thread on our uh, social media website, btrcommunity.com, which was set up as a way for us to help fund our independent uh, black media nonprofit and so I'm asking the question, why do black media pundits continue to be Hillary Clinton and establishment assets? And the short answer is, is to that is they're trying to protect their class status. They're trying to move on up. And they want access to white power. 
because that's who controls most of the power uh, in this country and all things, uh, all, all people activity in the United States has to go through politics. Politics control everything. All other uh, areas of people activity, whether we're talking about education, uh, war, business, uh, entertainment, labor, law, if you're talking the criminal justice system, it, it's all regulated through politics. That's the most important people activity that, that exists on planet Earth, not just here in the United States. And I don't understand why other people don't really understand that simple fact. So they're trying to protect their class assets. But, you know, you need to engage in deductive reasoning, no matter where you're getting your media from. Okay, so we have Monique Presley. Monique is a, a regular panelist on Roland Martin's show. Y'all know Roland Martin used to be on News One, but now he is on YouTube after he got fired from News One. Um, and more on that later. But Monique Presley is also an attorney. She's a defense attorney. I don't know how long she's been practicing, but considering that she was representing Bill Poundcake Cosby, in his criminal trial in Pennsylvania, which she lost the case, and, and I'm sure she wasn't the only attorney on his team. But that's her other, I guess you would call it, claim to fame or whatsoever. So Bernie Sanders said, Tulsi Gabbard has put her life on the line to defend this country. People can disagree on issues, but it is outrageous for anyone to suggest that Tulsi is a foreign asset. Again, you just had Hillary Clinton on the podcast um, state that that uh, Tulsi Gabbard is a Russian asset and that the Russians are grooming her for a third party run so that whoever the D Democratic nominee is and of course um, while she hasn't endorsed Hill, um, Elizabeth Warren the two have met in secret so I'm sure that's who she's going to back is Elizabeth uh, Warren so but she said that uh, Dr. Jill Stein the Green Party nominee was a, a Russian asset and again she's just making excuses for why she lost so Bernie Sanders was just the latest um, uh, presidential candidate running for the DNC nomination to come out against that uh, Beto O'Rourke has denounced this this baseless accusation Pete Buttigieg has has denounced this baseless accusation of course we heard Tulsi Gabbard defend herself at the last uh, CNN, New York Times um, presidential debate among these uh, candidates. I think there may be uh, Castro, I believe uh, Julian Castro also denounced this. The only ones I'm sure haven't spoke out um, in denouncing this divisive tactic by a bitter old woman um, is Joe Biden, Elizabeth Warren, and Kamala Harris. Okay, so Monique Presley retweets Bernie Sanders' comments and says, no, 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 this is exactly how we ended up with Trump. Hillary's still making it all up, right? Newsflash, people can serve valiantly in the military and still be used by a foreign country. Now, I'm going to ask you to use some deductive reasoning. And again, first, let me first address the fact that Monique Presley is a defense attorney. Now, I know we're not in a court of law. We're in the court of public opinion. But an ethical person, being that that's their professional career, you would think they would bring that to any kind of political analysis to what they're doing. So what, what 
Monique Presley, in fact, is doing is supporting hearsay evidence, okay, which isn't evidence at all. It's actually impermissible in the court. You can't go up there and, and testify to what somebody told you. That, that No, they had to testify to what they said themselves or else it's just, it's hearsay. It's hearsay, okay? And she knows that, but here she's uh, promoting hearsay against Tulsi Gabbard without any kind of evidence that has been put forth by one Hillary Rodden, Rodden, Rodman Clinton. So, also, now let's look at this. People can serve valiantly in the military and still be used by a foreign country. Now, Monique has, has not served in the United States military. She's not served in Congress, so I don't believe there's any reason that she would need to go through the process of getting a top-secret security clearance, which I have been through that process as I held a top-secret security clearance um, during the Gulf War. My regular security clearance was secret when I was in the United States Army. That meant that I was clear to access secret information during the war, top secret information. Now, in order to get those security clearances, the FBI has to conduct an extensive background check on you. That means they might go talk to your Sunday school teacher, uh, elementary school teacher, your high school teachers, some of your former employers, your friends, your girlfriend, a boyfriend, um, your parents, relatives, neighbors. It's a very extensive process because we're dealing with national um, security. Okay, Tulsi Gabbard has a top secret security clearance. She is a major in the U.S. military um, through the Hawaiian National Guard, has served, I believe, two tours in Iraq. Okay, now she's also a U.S. congressperson um, um, in the U.S. House of Representatives, and she sits on various committees, including, I believe, the Foreign Intelligence uh, Committee I may, or the House Intelligence Committee. All of these require top secret security clearances. If there was any evidence that someone put forth or, or let's say a whistleblower went to the FBI or congressional leaders and, and you know gave them some credible information, Tulsi Gabbard would be being on trial right now as a traitor. She will be going undergoing a court martial by the US military. You know what traitors get? They get the firing squad. They get the death penalty. These are very serious accusations. And for people to be using hearsay or promoting hearsay is extremely undemocratic for those who talk about they believe in justice and, and fairness and what have you. So that's just really how vile this smear, this baseless smear is of Tulsi Gabbard. Now, I'm not a Tulsi Gabbard um, supporter. I am a Bernie Sanders supporter, or I should say I support his platform because it helps the most people who need the most help. And it particularly has some things in his platform that will help black people who I feel like more than anyone else. When you talk about Medicare for all, when you talk about wiping out student debt, when you talk about tuition-free state colleges and, and universities, that will really help us the most. Um, so anyway, Monique is a regular on Roland Martin's YouTube show, which is called Roland Martin Unfiltered. Regular panelists on there, brought on there, I guess, because she's a 
a defense attorney to the stars or or whatever okay and i'm not going to say that she's not a stupid person she is an intelligent person so that just makes this uh, this statement that she's putting out that much more insidious because again she's a defense attorney she knows evidentiary rules she know this wouldn't be permissible in a court of law but since she's in the court of public opinion on twitter i guess she's just gonna go along with the smear that shows a lack of character and a lack of ethics as a member of the bar okay so but let's get to roland martin because as you as for those just watching the video version of this podcast you can see that roland martin like this tweet when you like a tweet that means you co-signing on to what that person is saying so roland martin is a russia gator okay roland martin is co-signing on that a person can serve in the military and still be used by a foreign country but no evidence just hearsay just promoting this hearsay evidence and and roland's supposed to be a journalist okay Monique Presley, a lot of these people that you see on these quote-unquote political news shows, they're not journalists. We have a lot of opinionists and a lot of propagandists. The difference between an opinionist and a propagandist is everybody has opinions. But what makes you a propagandist, which is not a good thing, is when your opinion isn't supported by any kind of uh, uh, evidence, when it isn't supported by the facts. So we have Roland Martin co-signing on to some propaganda to benefit Hillary Clinton. All right, so Roland Martin, a journalist, used to work for the newspapers. I think he was a newspaper editor at one time, a black newspaper editor. He was on News One, uh, had his own political news TV show, and you know he is by trade a journalist so it just makes it that much more sad to see a journalist co-signing on um to baseless smears without any kind of evidence whatsoever but you know we get a lot of that we get a lot of that these days from not just black media but media in general and a lot of people trust these people and they're just simply not trustworthy you know, I think Roland does a great job when he's doing stories on racism and police violence and, and things of that nature. But when it comes to politics, his biases come through. Okay, now, in the 2016 primaries, where it was Hillary Clinton versus Bernie Sanders, Roland Martin tried to help Hillary Clinton by giving her some debate questions. And he got called out by Jake Tapper of CNN for what he did along with um, Donna Brazile. Now, Donna Brazile used to be on CNN. She's on Fox News now, but she was on CNN and she got fired because she and Roland conspired um, to get those debate, town hall debate questions to Hillary Clinton um, ahead of time. They were supposed to be secret and they were trying to help Hillary Clinton you know, prepare and craft the answer for the questions she might get. Totally unethical. No wonder CNN fired her. No wonder uh, TV One, uh, News One uh, fired Roland Martin and why he's on YouTube right now. Okay, so Jay Tapper in a tweet said, I'm not, 
I'm really not in a place to be lectured by Roland Martin on journalism, and certainly not until he and TV One give a full accounting for how their town hall questions ended up in the Clinton campaign's inbox. Public has a right to know. Okay? So you got Roland Martin who is um, has Trump der der derangement syndrome. I mean, he's obsessed by Trump. And sure, Trump is a terrible human being and he does a lot of incorrect things. But some people take it to the point of obsession. It's just Trump 24-7, you know. And even if the man proposes something that's correct, they still not going to go along with it. They're going to go against it because they, they are out here fronting for the queen of warmongers and the queen of the right behind the curtain as uh, Tulsi Gabbard called Hillary Clinton. They out here um, still trying to kiss up to her. Why? She done. At least I hope she done politically. Okay? So he got called out for that. And it's just a shame, man, with the lack of black media that we have because of the 1996 Telecommunications Act allowed... Um, these white corporations to just buy up assets in, in all the media markets and, and push these independent outlets out of, out of business, that when we do have an opportunity to launch our own media, that we're still engaged in, in corrupt practices and we're not respecting our audience and being uh, providing them with objective and honest journalism or reporting. It, it's just disgusting to me. Okay? So, for those that doubt what I'm saying, you can look up the article on Mediate. I believe is how you pronounce that. Um, there's an article. You could do a Google search. Are Roland Martin and Donna Brazile getting off easy on their CNN TV one? And it's cut back. The article uh, headline is cut back. I'm not going to click on the article because that website just takes too long to load and it'll lock up my system. Um, but it has been documented. Okay, now how did Donna Brazile become the DNC vice chair? And, well, the way she became that, it circles back to Tulsi Gabbard, who was the DNC vice chair. Debbie Wasserman Schultz, a Democrat out of Florida, was the chair person for the DNC and in control of the whole process and, and what have you. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard was her vice chair. When Tulsi Gabbard saw that they were rigging it for Hillary Clinton. And this is documented fact. Um, but when they were rigging it for Hillary Clinton, she resigned her position because I guess she got integrity. Uh, she resigned that position and publicly came out and said the reason she was quitting was because they were tipping the scales in, in favor of Hillary Clinton. And it wasn't a fair Democratic uh, process. That's all documented in, in this article. And it was first revealed through WikiLeaks, whether you want to believe the DNC server was hacked or whether it was a leak. That's really not important. What's most important is what those emails show. And that's how we found out that Roland Martin um, um, sent, the D sent Donna Brazile the debate questions from the TV one side on the death penalty of all things. So she could cause uh, Hillary Clinton supports the death penalty. Bernie Sanders does not. But so she could cr uh, craft the answer um, that sounded, I guess, smoother or, or better or, or what have you. Um, you know, they sent them questions. That was one example that was revealed in the WikiLeaks uh, uh, email dump. 
um, and it's documented in this Mediate article. Okay, so again, you could just Google uh, our Roland Martin and Donna Brazil getting off easy, and that'll pull it up. Now, I'm going to take another look at another outlet. Now, you have Dr. Jason Johnson, who I believe is a professor at Morgan State University at HBCU or something, and he's the political editor of The Root. I have nicknamed it The Rot. I have long been a critic of their political news writers, uh, writing like, using a lot of jargon. Um, using a lot of slang and, and, and writing like, you know, they're writing for uh, Trevor Noah of The Daily Show. You know, all this joking and stuff like black people can't be serious or we not looking for serious reporting. We just want to be told jokes and made to laugh about a very, very serious, you know, uh, life and death issues because politics control everything. Now, while Roland Martin does own his own media company and just distributing through the Google-owned YouTube, uh, he does have more control. He does have more control. I don't believe he has any bosses except for those that, you know, he's trying to um, uh, kiss up to for any future opportunities or what have you, um, corporations and what have you. So anyway, earlier this week, I got into a dispute with Dr. John Johnson over this article that they called the Black Presidential Power Rankings. I believe that was the name of it. Let me make sure I had that correct. Um, yeah, the Black Presidential Power Rankings. Like, you know, um, no, that's not. That's what he wrote in Twitter. That's not what it's really called. It's called the 2020 Presidential Black Power Rankings, Week 14, as if we got presidential candidates who are running for the fictitious black nation of Wakanda. I mean, that don't even read right. It doesn't even sound right. 2020 presidential black power rankings week 14. But I'm, I'm you know, that's something uh, I'm not going to get much into. But the framing, the framing of this poll that's basically copied i don't know if you ever seen the espn nfl power rankings i think nfl.com has power rankings even though you know i'm boycotting the nfl right now um you know i have i do recall those power rankings that changes from week to week so that's where he most likely got this idea from um in ranking uh, these political candidates that's seeking the dnc nomination now an important thing to know about the Rot, um, the Rot is owned by Univision. Univision is a Mexican-based uh, company, media company that produces content for Latin America, Latin America, and Spanish speakers. Okay, and I learned from watching Democracy Now. Uh, Juan Gonzalez, who is one of their main anchors on on that YouTube broadcast. Um, Democracy Now, which is another nonprofit outlet uh, like our outlet is. But he said the thing that people should know because he noticed the questions that um, Jorge Ramos asked Bernie Sanders and how hostile, you know, that framing was and try to get him to call um, Maduro of Venezuela a dictator. So Juan Gonzalez framed that 
or set that up or gave some context rather context of the type of reporting that you see out of Univision and it's always pro regime change, always back in US regime change in South America. The US has a history of overthrowing uh, democratically elected socialist governments in South America. Um, they have trained death squads at Fort Benning, Georgia, a uh, U.S. Army base where um, the, uh, the I think they were called the Sandinistas or the Contras. I think it was the Contras at the time. Um, and they were just murdering people in El Salvador and what have you. So the U.S. has a long history of, and this goes back to the Monroe Doctrine. Um, which reminds me when um, Bernie Sanders was at a Latino town hall in Las Vegas. Uh, he was talking to those voters and he reminded them of the Monroe Doctrine and how the United States um, feels like it has the right to dictate um, the, the, and take away the self-determination of Latin American countries. Okay, so, you know, Univision owns the root. It's not owned by black people. Uh, Skip Gates sold it out. I, I don't know if he has a board position on Univision, like when Robert Johnson sold BET to Viacom and got a seat on the board. I, I don't know what Henry Louis Gates is. I know he founded The Root, um, but The Root is owned by Univision. It's not even owned by an American company. Okay, uh, they just operate operate here. So. The headline of this article, um, what they're calling the 2020 Presidential Black Power Rankings, Week 14, is in the po politics section. But for some reason, it's filed under Bernie Sanders. Now, it could be some other names tagged in there, so apparently they got a section just for Bernie Sanders, okay? And I thought it interesting in the headline, they say, Bernie can't say our name, Beto has no shame and Biden can't be tamed because, you know, black people, we just like to rhyme when we talk. We talk like we rapping and, and what have you. That's how they target us, okay? Uh, Bernie can't say our name. What is he referring to? Well, he's referring to Castro bringing up uh, Miss Johnson's name. I can't, I can't remember her first name. Atiana um, Johnson, the young lady that was killed in Texas, where the white police officer shot through her bedroom window uh, within seconds of asking her to put her hands up. They supposed to be doing a welfare check anyway. Um, Bernie Sanders has a plan for that, uh, where you won't be calling the police to be doing welfare checks. Go check out his platform, BernieSanders.com. But anyway, so that's what he's talking about because Julian Castro mention this black woman's name. So he taking a shot at Bernie Sanders where criminal justice wasn't really even brought up. And kudos to Castro when they were talking about gun violence for pointing out that police violence is also gun violence. They're shooting people. Points to him for that, being quick on his feet to make the connection. Okay, now a lot of people ain't saying nothing about this, but I gave him credit and that is Cory Booker. Cory Booker said he grew up in a neighborhood where, you know, people getting shot on the streets. And y'all know I am not one to shy away from talking about gun violence in the black community. We actually uh, launched a new program uh, when um, I was reached out to by a young lady 
and we created Victims to Victorious, uh, moved to, to solve gun violence. And it's all about gun violence in the black community and what have you. So, you know, uh, but no other candidate mentioned that woman's name other than Castro. So why Bernie Sanders being called out for it? Okay, I didn't hear Kamala Harris, who, who, who identifies as black, sometimes, sometimes she identifies, you know, she's a mixed heritage, so this ain't a dig at her, but depending upon who she talking to, that's, you know, she identify as black. I didn't hear her mention that young lady's name when they was talking about gun violence. I didn't hear Warren mention her name. I didn't hear anybody. So why is Sanders being singled out? Well, again, it's cause of Univision is very anti-Sanders, just like Roland Martin is very anti-Sanders. Okay, so one of the things I did notice is that it said Bernie Sanders was ranked at number five and he was down four points. That means he had to be number one last week. So he fell four points. Why? Why did he fall four points? I, I don't understand why he fell four points. Unless perhaps the Rots parent company, Univision, which is very pro-regime change, especially in Latin America, very capitalistic. Um, maybe he got a call from his bosses at Univision and said, look, y'all can't be ranking uh, Sanders that high and giving him any kind of favorable coverage. Obviously, I'm speculating here um, because I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know what happened there or why he failed so much. I do know that Dr. John Johnson just last week said that Bernie Sanders' campaign was over because he had a heart attack. Now, obviously, his campaign ain't over. And he's recovered from that heart attack after receiving uh, adequate uh, uh, health care to put two stents in and to unclog one of his arteries. And he's out there going strong, hosting uh, rallies with 25,000 plus people turning out and turning in good debate performances and, and what have you. Okay, so but this is what he wrote uh, about Bernie Sanders. It says the... 2020 healthcare debate for Democrats is basically an argument about which version of the Medicare for All bill they're not going to be able to pass once selected. So the committee gives Bernie Sanders credit for that. So why the drop? First, Sanders is now the third choice of black voters behind Warren and Biden in a recent poll. Of course, he doesn't tell us what that poll is. Okay. Um, and also, don't put a lot of stock in polls, but we're going to revisit polls, right? Um, the reason we're going to visit polls because uh, according to Dr. John Johnson's rules for this power ranking, that if you are running low in the polls, you can't be ranked that high. So he goes on to say, and, and again, I'm going to borrow a line from Elizabeth Warren. We don't need people up here telling us what we can't do. Oh, we can't pass Medicare for all. We don't need that. We don't need that. We don't need people running on little ideals and with these uh, self-defeating attitudes about what we can't do. We can pass it. Okay, it's going to take tremendous grassroots pressure um, and, and, and putting pressure on Congress and electing the right people in Congress, but it can. It's certainly doable. Okay, it's certainly doable. Now he said, next, Bernie did some good talking with Rashad Robinson on voting while black 
podcast discussing specific issues that address the black community, but where was that on the national debate stage? Again, this was not um, a debate that was hosted by any kind of black outlet. Okay, I don't even think they were, well, no, no black outlet, New York Times and CNN. They can only answer the questions that are asked of them. Now, what Dr. Johnson is asking is that Bernie Sanders, but he's not asking nobody else to pander, to pander to black people. Let me put this out there. They were saying the exact opposite of that when Barack Obama was running in 2008 and 2012. Oh, Obama can't talk too much about black issues because then he won't get the white vote and he need the white vote in order to become president. So let's give him a pass. He don't have to be, be I'm black and I'm proud up there on them debate stages and all of that kind of stuff. That's what we heard. That's what we heard from these black pundits is uh, uh, Barack Obama, can't be Mr. Angry Black Man up there. And, and so, you know, don't expect him to pander to us. And who needs to be pandered to if I can read your platform? Pander to me through policy. You don't have to say, hey, black people, you know you incarcerated the most. You know, you know that you get locked up more than anybody. You know you're the number one population on these prison plantations. Go check out my justice and safety uh, act for all on my platform where I have a the only candidate with a prisoner's bill of rights to address the inhumane treatment and conditions of prisoners. Hey, black people, y'all know y'all locked up more than anybody. Hey, Latinos, y'all too. Y'all need to go check it out. See, I don't need people to talk to me like that. I don't need Sanders to say, hey, black people, hey, black people, you got the most student debt in this country and it's way more than the dead of white people because you were subjected to racist interest rates. Hey, black people, support me and I will uh, eliminate student debt for all, you know, I, your student debt. You know, come on, you, give me a break, man. These people are not, seri are not serious about being very serious. These are unfair critiques. But, you know, later on, um, Dr. Johnson tells someone, hey, this isn't a critique. Well, what am I reading right here? Okay, now, so say our name, say our name. Bernie, if you want the black vote, don't get on stage, then choke. Why you running game? See, that's what I'm talking about. Does Dr. Robinson want to be a political writer or does he want to be a rapper? Or does he want to write comedy for Trevor Noah on The Daily Show? Is that what he auditioning for? Okay, he says next, while he scored endorsements from some of the squad this week, and he's talking about um, Representative Ilhan Omar, uh, Rashida Tlaib, I believe, out of Michigan. And, of course, the most coveted endorsement that, that uh, uh, Elizabeth Warren was seeking and courting is from Alexandria Casio-Cortez, known as AOC. The other member is Presley, and, and Dr. Johnson makes a point to tell black readers that, hey, yeah, he got the endorsement of the squad, but Ayanna Presley ain't endorsed him. See what I'm saying, man? He, he scores the biggest endorsement, the most sought-after endorsement by all of these candidates, but he falls four points. 
Okay, what, what does he say? While he scored endorsements from some of the squad this week, the committee remains unimpressed. Representative Ilhan Omar and Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez were supported by Justice Democrats, a PAC found, founded by former Sanders staffers, so their endorsement is no surprise. And we expect Rashida Tlaib to join them soon. No shade to the rest of the group, but Sanders basically got a shout out from from Michelle and Kelly. But as far as the committee is concerned, Ayanna Presley is the squad's Beyonce, and she made it very clear she is not endorsing Sanders. You you can go read the rest of this garbage. You know what I'm saying, but but you know what, Ayanna Presley is just one four for the quote unquote squad what is the squad you know what i'm saying we get we give these people names and what have you and this is just the media making entertainment politics and into entertainment now i don't know that much about ayanna presley's policies i don't know if she supports zionism i don't know if she supports uh uh regime change wars i, I just really don't know that much about um, her politics, okay? Because she's not really in the news like that, and she isn't my representative, so I have no reason to, well, I shouldn't even say my representative. I don't have a representative because uh, the person I voted for didn't win um, over this district that I'm in here in North Carolina. But again, this is just how petty and pathetic uh, the reporting on the right is. Now, why is it necessary to, to critique these political news media targeting black people in the United States. This is from a comment that was left on um, the article that was filed under Sanders, posted to the right. Maybe it's because he's quoting, Kool-Aid Congo is quoting um, Dr. Johnson here. Maybe it's because she's from the same state as Elizabeth Warren. Maybe it's Maybelline. We don't know. But a high-profile black woman with impeccable progressive credentials taking Sanders' money and still giving him the Heisman says something about where Dems see his chances of winning the nomination. I don't know exactly what he's trying to say here in terms of uh, Ayanna Presley's impeccable progressive credentials. I don't know. And I'm not going to speak on whether she's a progressive or not, or whether she's a pretender like one Elizabeth Warren or not. And I'm not going to call Elizabeth Warren a pretender. I'm just going to say that she's a carbon copy of Bernie Sanders. And why take a copy when I can get the original, as Nina Turner um, uh, stated in a campaign rally on, on Sunday as uh, Sanders was collecting the endorsement of AOC. So this is what this person had to say. Jason Johnson is just another example of the establishment status quo trash who treat politics like a freaking sport as if it doesn't have real life stakes for millions. Also, great job completely dismissing Ilhan Omar as if she isn't also a high profile black woman with impeccable progressive credentials who by the way voted against the house resolution to condemn those who support the BDS movement against Israel now you should check this I could be incorrect but I believe Ayanna Presley does support Zionism and thus supports the oppression of the Palestinian people and in support of the racist 
government of Israel, the racist white supremacist government of Israel. Okay, now this is what uh, how Dr. Johnson responded. It's a weekly ranking, buddy, done by a committee. It's not an endorsement or critique of any candidate. Well, isn't it? Well, what is it if it's not a critique? It's not an endorsement. No one can say it's an endorsement, but it's definitely a critique. How can you create power rankings without critiquing a campaign? So he's being dishonest here. Okay. Again, man, we have to use deductive reasoning. We have to pay close attention to words and details. Okay. So I'm, I am, I am just um, very concerned about the propaganda that targets my community, okay? And because a lot of it is misinformation, disinformation, and sometimes outright lies. And our vote is very important. And I feel like we should be able to go to each and every one of these candidates we thinking about supporting and do a compare and contrast of the different platforms before we make a decision on who we gonna support. Find out which platform helps your community the most. Don't fall for the, oh, they'll never pass this or whatnot. Like Bernie Sanders says, it's not him, it's us, okay? We will be the driving force uh, uh, in getting these uh, transformational policies in place. Now, I wanna get back to one more thing here. This all started here recently with the queen of warmongers, the right behind the curtain pulling the puppet string, Hillary Clinton saying that Tulsi Gabbard is a Russian asset being groomed to run for third party and Jill Stein's a Russian asset. They cost me the election against uh, Donald Trump. I mean, just making every excuse in the world. This entitled white woman um, doesn't know the word know the meaning of the word accountability because it's not in her vocabulary. She is not holding herself accountable for the many, 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 many mistakes and dismissing the fact that everybody knew that you that the DNC rigged this for you. We know from the WikiLeaks emails and then subsequent admissions like Tulsi Gabbard quitting the DNC and saying they rigging it. So Donald Trump won for a number of reasons, but the main reason he won is not as I, I uh, what's her name, uh, Monique Presley says, because we don't want to believe Hillary Clinton's uh, Russian conspiracy theories that she paid for um, and bought from a UK uh, former spy who used his contacts in Russia to come up with this so-called oppositional research that I don't know how much the uh, Clinton campaign paid for, but has been totally debunked, okay? Totally debunked. Where the, the Trump P-tapes and, you know, he's supposed to be in with all these prostitutes in Russia and, and there was some tape out there of him being peed on by these prostitutes and Putin's gonna use it to blackmail him and all this and that, okay? We're, we're, you know, totally debunked. But the main source is also Russians. Okay? So, uh, anyway, elections have been rigged in this country for a very long time. 
um, particularly uh, in my lifetime, uh, going back to Bush W, uh, George W. Bush and Al Gore um, and that whole debacle. Um, then again in 2004 where you had, um, you know, Ohio uh, pull some shenanigans. Um, in 2000, it was Florida. In 2004, it was Ohio. It was not Russians who did, who stole those elections. Okay. In 2008, um, we've had, I mean, excuse me, in all of those elections, we had 30 third party candidates running. I don't know how far back third party candidates go, but I suspect over a hundred years, you know, more than just two parties have put candidates on a ballot for president. So again, using deductive reasoning, how can one say that, oh, uh, um, Jill Stein only ran for the third party, uh, excuse me, the Green Party nomination as president because she was working for Putin and they was trying to uh, cause me to lose to Donald Trump. Come on. That's just crazy talk. But in 2008, I voted for for the historic, I call it historic presidential ticket of Cynthia McKinney, black woman, running for president for the Green Party, and Rosa Clemente, a, I believe she's Puerto Rican, uh, she refers to herself as an Afro-Latino, Afro-Latino, she was running as the vice president. That's probably the first time in the history of the United States that two women of color uh, headed a party's ticket for president and ran for president. I voted for Cynthia McKinney. I didn't vote for Barack Obama. I wasn't sold on a hope and change or, or and all of that whole slick messaging and and it was a slick campaign. Um, but I'm also not so. Um, let me say, how can I say this? I'm also not so. Um, feeling bad about myself or have low self-esteem that I need a black person in, in high positions to make me feel good about myself or black people in general. I was not looking for a hero. I wasn't looking for no symbols. I was looking for transformational policy change. And, and Cynthia McKinney and Rosa Clemente was the only ones that year I felt were offering that sort of change. So I, I, you know, was was Cynthia McKinney and Rosa Clemente groomed by Russians to to run for president in 2008 to stop Barack Obama from becoming president. Obviously, he became president, but I mean, just the absurdity that we believe these things without any kind of evidence whatsoever. Now, I want to close out this video with um, a video. From audio, a um, person on Facebook told me about this documentary called American Blackout. I couldn't find it. They were trying to find it for me. Um, the closest thing they could come to was where Cynthia McKinney, McKinney, former Green Party candidate for president in 2008, was hosting a, a viewing party for American Blackout, which was about stolen elections. And this was her opening comments, which I think you know, kind of speaks to this whole Russian conspiracy thing about three third parties and the theft of elections in the United States. Let's roll that tape. Uh, 
opportunity to show the film American Blackout to you. And I know that not nearly enough people have seen the film. This is like a case study in election theft. And we know that in 2000 and again in 2004, the presidential elections were stolen. There is no legitimacy residing at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. And why the Democratic Party cannot find the word impeachment among their talking points, I don't know why. In addition to election theft, we have the kind of corruption in our faces that we have not seen at least in two generations. And they are bold in what they do. So um, we know that there's a lot that's on the agenda, but I really want you to see this film because it exposes everything. And for those people, there are few people who are uninformed. And they believe that it was NADA who changed the outcome of the election in 2000 because of Florida. This film exposes that it wasn't NADA. It was the machinations of the Republican Party and the refusal of the Democrats to stand by their most loyal voters and supporters. <laughs> so after the film, I'll be available for questions. Okay, we're gonna stop it right there. And I mean, that speaks directly to what's going on now or Hillary's excuses and, you know, her excuses being supported by these black media pundits. I wonder who Roland Martin was endorsing in 2000. Well, you, I mean, it's obvious he probably was on the Obama train and what have you. But, you know, just the ridiculousness of these absurd excuses being made for Hillary Clinton and her assets in the media. Okay, nobody, and then also, um, how about this for, Cynthia McKinney just mentioned there that the DNC or the Democrats refused to stand up for their most loyal um, uh, voters. She was referring to black people. Now, in 2016 in New York City, I may have done a video on this, I, I don't recall. I know I put it out on social media and shared the articles. Um, but in 2016, I believe it was in April, was the New York primaries. And 200,000, 200,000 primarily black and brown voters were purged from the rolls by the Democratic Party. Not by the Russians, not by the Republicans, by the Democratic Party. Look it up. Look it up. That was the conclusion of the New York uh, uh, Attorney General. This was done by the Democrats. I think they might have paid a fine or something like that. Then look at Arizona, uh, where you have a closed primary state and, and if you're not registered as a Democrat, you can't vote in that primary. And the Arizona database, voter registration database was hacked and people were changed from Democrats to independents and they weren't able to 
cast their vote for Sanders. How do I know that they were going to vote for Sanders? Because, well, many other people I saw interview who were very pissed off about that said they were going to vote for Sanders. So in 2016, we had the theft of another election, and that was the DNC election of its nominee, and it was just handed to Hillary Clinton. I don't hear any of Hillary Clinton's media assets, uh, any of her trolls and sycophants on social media talking about that. Even the mainstream media, the national media, didn't talk about it. Okay? So, let's lay all this nonsense aside. Let's stop co-signing on to smears and hearsay um, without any evidence whatsoever, and let's ver be very, very scrutinizing of all media that we see. But if you are black, considering we have very few outlets that's targeting us and the majority of them aren't owned by us, and then the ones that are may be assets of the, of, of the Clintons or white power in this country, and they just trying to move on up while leaving the rest of us behind. They just trying to secure their class position. They're just trying to uh, secure future butter biscuits for themselves. All right, this has been Scotty Reed with the Black Talk Radio News Report. Listen, Black Talk Radio Network is the number one ranked uh, black digital radio and podcasting site in the world, not just the United States. That's what's done by an independent uh, a media company who was ranking black media. We came in number one, all right? We don't have a bunch of corporate advertisers. You don't hear any Coca-Cola ads. Um, you don't hear any pharmaceutical ads. You don't hear any healthcare ads from Aetna or anybody else. Not that we would accept those ads, okay? We are nonprofit and we are 100% supported by you, the listeners. And in case of video podcasts, the viewers. Please like, share, subscribe, whatever platform you're on. Um, also, make a tax-deductible donation to the Black Talk Media Project and help me to help you find the best in black media, as well as to navigate the media landscape, because there's a lot of opinionists and propagandists out there, and they're not telling you the truth. Peace and blessings to all.